New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. This is Ben Curtis, Buchanan Campus Pastor, and we want to thank you so much for joining us as we continue our journey through the life of Joseph. Today I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 47, verses 1 through 12 from the New International Version. Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while because the famine is severe in Canaan and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramesses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all of his father's household with food according to the number of their children. So now that Joseph's family is reunited, you know, we see this theme of God's blessing. God uh, blesses all of Joseph's family through him. And after coaching his brothers on what to say back in chapter 46, uh, Joseph brings five of his brothers before Pharaoh and kind of makes the suggestion that his family settles in Goshen. This was a rich pasture land, so it would be great for raising livestock. It would be a good economic opportunity for uh, Joseph's family. It was also good for Israel in that they would be settling away from the Egyptians. Otherwise, you know, they might assimilate and, uh, you know, over time, uh, as they assimilate into the Egyptian culture, they never return to the land that God had promised them. Uh, Not surprisingly, Pharaoh happily agrees to Joseph's plan. So after this little episode with uh, Joseph's brothers, after he introduces them, next he brings uh, his father, Jacob, to Pharaoh. Verses 7 through 8, I find are really interesting. Jacob actually blesses Pharaoh. It's kind of a reversal of roles. It should be uh, the other way around. Usually the greater person blesses the the lowlier person, but here the Hebrew shepherd is blessing this Egyptian king. And this really takes us back to this theme of, of all the way back in uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, where God had promised to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you, and all of the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Well, so this is coming to fruition. Pharaoh 
had witnessed firsthand Joseph's special wisdom, and it had to be from God. And I imagine Pharaoh was curious, you know, what kind of family did this Joseph, who is my most trusted leader, what kind of family did he grow up in? And so he's very interested, and he's interested in maybe even perhaps uh, Jacob's God because of the wisdom that he has seen in Joseph's life. So he asked Jacob some questions. He asked, how old are you? Uh, gray hairs were respected back then in, in Egyptian culture, and a long life was a sign of divine blessing. So Jacob responded, um, the years of my pilgrimage are 130. But then he adds this comment, my years have been few and difficult. Remember, Jacob had had a difficult life. He had spent years deceiving his brother Esau, his, his uncle Laban, even his own father, he had been on the run pretty much his whole life. There was conflict and strife between his wives, and, and then there was jealousy among his sons over the favoritism he had showed to, to Joseph. And, and so because of his own deceitful sons, Jacob had, had spent years mourning over the loss of his son Joseph. He thought Joseph was dead. He had grieved. He, you know, he had a broken heart. And he had witnessed the rape of his daughter, Dinah. He had witnessed the, the murderous uh, rampage of Simeon and Levi. Reuben, his oldest son, had slept with his own concubine, bringing disgrace, the Bible says, on his father's bed. And so, so Jacob, uh, again, when he says, my years have been difficult, uh, that's true. Jacob had to say goodbye to his beloved wife, Rachel. My years have been few and difficult. And you know, as maybe Jacob's testimony is similar to ours. As we look back on our lives, there have certainly been so many blessings and wonderful relationships, but there have also been difficulties and there have been trials. And if we're honest, there have even been uh, our own unwise and even sinful choices at times. Jacob goes on to say, after he says, my years have been few and difficult and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Abraham and Isaac both lived almost two centuries, so Jacob still feels like a young man at 130. Then Jacob uh, blesses Pharaoh once again. So there's this theme of blessing. He, he, it says he blesses them kind of at the beginning, and then he blesses Pharaoh again before he leaves. So look at what a contrast this is. God has brought Jacob from this history of having years that have been few and difficult, to one day now, he blesses the most powerful man in the world. That's pretty significant. As we continue reading the text, I read earlier chapter or verse 11. I'm going to read that again. Israel settles in the best part of the land. Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land. So there again, God is blessing uh, Joseph's family. Uh, they settled in the district of Ramesses as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all of his father's household with food according to the number of their children. So this is Pharaoh's appreciation gift to his most trusted servant, Joseph. I mean, what do you give the guy who saves the entire nation from famine? You give him whatever he asks for, right? You treat that family well. Pharaoh says, Joseph, you can have whatever you want. You can settle your people in the land of Goshen. So Israel benefits from, from the prosperity and the protection of Israel. Again, this is God's blessing on them. 
But because they're still isolated, here's the cool part. They're able to maintain their own distinctive culture as God's set-apart people. Even 400 years later, because they're going to be in Egypt for a long time, 400 years later, when Moses comes onto the scene, his mother is still able to teach him the Hebrew language. She's still able to teach him about the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And, you know, as we think about us who live in America, we, we've been so blessed here in the United States. But we need to remember that uh, just like Jacob and Joseph, this is not our home. That we can enjoy the, the blessings that God has provided us. And, and we certainly shouldn't feel guilty about these things. But we remember that all of these good things from God are His gift to us. And we should use these for His own purposes. Think about all the self-imposed pressures we place on ourselves from school and work to sports and, and home, and how much of these things are going to matter for eternity. How are our choices going to impact the kingdom of God? Jacob's blessing of Pharaoh tells me something. It tells me that he was thinking about eternity. He was thinking about all that God had done for him and all that God had done for his family, how good God had been to him through all of these difficult years. And he was not only doing that, but he was looking ahead to all that God would do through him and his family. And in the same way, God wants us to be this conduit of blessing. He wants his blessing to throw flow uh, in our lives and through our lives to other people that he's placed around us. If we go back to that promise that God made to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. See, that promise was partially fulfilled through Joseph and through Jacob and, and then through Israel, but ultimately that promise was fulfilled in Jacob's far-off grandson, Jesus. And through our relationship with Jesus, we as the church, we have this tremendous opportunity to mirror that same blessing that came to the nations through Jacob's family. We have the opportunity to mirror that blessing to the community in which we live, to the city in which we live. So I want to ask you as we kind of close this down for today, how will you seek to bless the people that God has placed around you today? Look for those opportunities to be a blessing to your neighbors, to be a blessing to our community, to our city, and even to our world. Well, friends, that's all we have for today. Uh, we hope that you'll join us the next time. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.